G'day and welcome to the Sport Report's Full Time Whistle, where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happened in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana. It's Monday, the 14th of August, and up the tillies! Oh, wow, what a game on Saturday night. What next? We'll relive it and look forward to their next match in a minute, but we'll also talk about Ricky Stewart's monster blow-up after the Raiders' embarrassing loss. Plus, the AFL has two regular season games left, and the finals race is still wide open. That's all on the way in today's edition of the Full-Time Whistle. I don't know about you, but my adrenaline is still through the roof after Saturday night's penalty shootout. We saw 20 penalty kicks taken. 20! It's the longest penalty shootout in both men's and women's World Cup history. And in the end, well, it went the way of the hosts. Courtney Vine at her first World Cup can write the Matildas into history. Scenes in Brisbane, me engine. The whole country was united in this moment. No matter where you were, once Courtney Vine slotted that ball into the back of the net, you were up out of your seat. The most watched sporting event in the country since Kathy Freeman won gold back at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. 7.2 million people were reached, an average audience of 4.17 million people, and the number one streaming event ever in Australia. And we all know that it will be toppled again on Wednesday night when the Matildas face an old foe in the semi-final. Chance here, Russo, yes! England in front! But despite England being ranked fourth in the world, we beat them as recently as April, defeating them 2-0 in a friendly over in London. So if we can beat them in their backyard, then just imagine what we can do on home soil. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but the Matildas have also beaten the other two remaining sides in the last 12 months as well. They beat world number three Sweden in November last year down in Melbourne 4-0. And they also defeated Spain 3-2 back in Feb in the 2023 Cup of Nations in Sydney. So I feel as though we have have the upper hand here. It won't be easy at all. Don't get me wrong, but we've already knocked out the world number seven and world number five. What's the world number four going to do about it? That's what I thought. Can the Tillies. The semi-final is Wednesday night, kickoff at 8pm. Canberra Raiders have shot their finals hopes in the foot after being on the receiving end of an absolute shellacking from the Melbourne Storm. Going down 48-2, it now leaves the green machine in sixth spot, but with a points differential of minus 120, the fourth worst in the competition. And since they also didn't score a try over the weekend, they broke a long-standing record. And you know, I've mentioned this one plenty of times, they hold the longest streak in rugby league history for games scoring a try, 252 games in a row up to and including last week that the Raiders had scored a try in 252 consecutive games. That is the longest streak by more than 30 and it is in massive danger because I can't see a four-pointer coming from anywhere at the moment. Chris Coleman from the Raiders on mixed call team there and it's fair to say that his mood continued to go down after that. And speaking of dire moods, Ricky Stewart was not happy. His full press conference lasted only 90 seconds. Here are some of my favourite moments. Tough one to swallow today. No, it was... It wasn't tough at all, it was just embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassed. How do you sum up the game other than embarrassing? Well, I don't think I can say much more than that, Darcy, to be honest. It was just a really, really embarrassing performance. We went away after 20 minutes. We are fighting for a top four spot today and we delivered up that crap. That's the embarrassing part about it. I'm, I'm lost for words on a lot of it. 
Can you blame the man, though, for being so short with the journalist? He's just been pumped by 46 points. What else do you want him to say? The Raiders will have an easier game next week where they'll host the Bulldogs on Sunday Arvo. Hopefully, though, the uh, other big news over the weekend doesn't distract them. The Raiders' prodigal son, Jared Croker, has announced he'll be hanging up the boots at season's end. Probably something that you know, we always thought was, was always going to happen, but you know, once you once you finally finally get it off your chest, it's, you know, it's a relief. It's sad, but it's a relief as well. So grateful to, to have had the support of the club, uh, my family, my wife and kids, and, and all the players over such a long period of time. And with so many people to thank, I won't go through everyone now, with so many people to thank, and I'm sure we'll get plenty of time over the next, hopefully, five or six weeks to, to get through all that and build up towards the back end of the year. There's, there's still a job at hand. This comes after 15 years at the club, playing over 300 games and scoring 135 tries and 909 goals. He'll retire with the third most points scored by any player in the league with 2,358, as well as finishing as the Raiders' highest point scorer and try scorer. I also believe that he was robbed of representing his state in origin when he was at the peak of his career. New South Wales opted to rotate between the Morris Twins, Michael Jennings, Josh Duke, Jared Hayne, Latrell Mitchell, uh, James Roberts, Dylan Walker, Tom Travojevic, and Jack Whiten, rather than giving Croker a chance. He will go down as one of the greatest players to never represent his state or his country. But in saying that, looking on the positive side, he'll also go down as one of, if not, the Raiders' best ever player. The finish line for the AFL is in sight. Two rounds left. I'd be lying if I said that I haven't actually spent the day on the ladder predictor. And boy, is it tight. I am under the belief that Carlton, Geelong, Sydney and Adelaide will make the eight with the Bulldogs, the Saints and the Giants all missing out. Despite being on the same points as the Crows. Like I said, it's going to be tight. But one of those clubs that could miss the finals, the Western Bulldogs, will be ruining their missed chances. The Bulldogs bundled it on the weekend where they lost by three points to the 16th placed Hawks, subsequently dropping to eight as well. Dual Premiership winner David King said, the team stacked with stars shouldn't just be scratching to make the eight. Oh, I just can't believe it's almost unfathomable to me that the Western Bulldogs are in the position that they're in right yeah. now, scratching to make the eight. To me, it just, it's going to be another wasted season, given what they've got at hand. And I just had a look through before, and this is not a go at the coach. It's not. It's just, it's. I, want, I think at the end of the year, they need to do a full review of everything as a football club and say, well, what are we missing here? The Dogs have only won four of their last 11, and despite having a very easy game in the West Coast Eagles next week, it may be a little too late. And that's it, your day sport wrapped right here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you for listening. And hey, well done to you on getting the right channel on Saturday night for the Matildas. You did a lot better than our ex-deputy PM Barnaby Joyce. Well, I went to the pub and watched them on the weekend, but I think, and you'll see it on the Facebook post, I think we're watching the wrong game. I think they'd put on a repeat. Barnaby, <laughs> just to let you know, the Matildas won. I know. It was an incredible <laughs> penalty penalty shootout, which we never we went and had dinner because we thought they'd won. 1-0. Yep. Well done, Barnaby. <laughs>
hey, at least the Matildas won regardless. Anyway, I'll be back tomorrow, same place, same time. Chat to you then.